fucking stuff. Yep. We'll do it live. Fuck it. You're listening to the Ranger Things podcast. January 7th, 2024. I'm Carlo Montagnino, and I'm joined by Brendan Lyons. Good evening. And Dave Pacheco. Hi-o. And as always, you can visit rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to content, newsletters, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search Ranger Things Podcast. We'd love for you to be a part of the show. So send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show using your favorite service. And if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. Before we get into it, uh, we'd like to welcome a very special guest to the show today. Uh, you could follow him on Twitter at Gloverton, where he creates highlight reels. Um, he's a lifelong Rangers fan. And please correct me if I'm wrong, a lifelong Ranger Things fan. Uh, welcome, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> welcome that is to the true. show from, from day one. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the show, Gloverton. Did I get Thank that you. right? You got that right. You, you can you can follow me at Gloverton on Twitter. Um, I don't do much else, and uh, that's 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 really basically it. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Really. If you don't yeah, like my opinions, don't follow me. That's it. He, and, and which is a good thing uh, that you don't have your face being shown because I know you are in the witness relocation uh, program. <laughs> Uh, coming from Florida, or is that too much information? Am I giving it away? No, no, you're not giving it away. Okay. Uh, I may be a Rangers fan just by proxy, having to be one from the witness protection program. So we're, we're, <laughs> that, that that's now, your, that's your script. <laughs> now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but you helped uh, barter the deal for uh, Joey Pistone when he was doubling as Donnie Brasco down in Florida. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on that one. I, I can't really. You can't you can't put me on the spot like that, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna I've, sorry I've about some, that. I've got some questions. Question number one: Would you rather? Uh, do you go by Gloverton or by your name Joey? Which would you rather be? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I I think I'm okay if you guys for the podcast call me Joe instead of Gloverton. That's a little bit it's a little bit much, but. You guys can call me Joe, but I'm not going to give away any more details than that. That's right. But that, that's your before entering the uh, witness relocation system, right, Joe? So, like, we're not – No, not no, no, that's, no, that's, no, right. no, that is my fake name. That is my okay. fake name. Oh, and oh, then no. more more importantly, Joe, how, what's the status on the uh, on the Vinny Trocheck mustache? How's oh, I see you've been a long-time follower, Brendan. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I, I had to get it. My, my boss told me not to come back um, if I if I kept that on. Um, so I, I so I managed to grow out the rest of the beard for now. But I really been thinking about bringing it back, especially with the way he's been playing. Um, that that's really what you want these. Days. I mean, it's back in style. So I mean, yeah. who saw that coming? This is why and, I hate and, capitalism. And for the Jersey wise guys out there. <laughs> yeah, for the, you know for the Jersey you know wise saw guys that out coming? there. My what, my what? uncle James saw that coming because <laughs> he never got rid of his fucking mustache. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. <laughs> No, it's on. The, the, the joke I was going to go with is, is over. Um, right. So let's move it along, Carlo. All right. So this week's upcoming games, we have Monday, uh, the 9th versus Vancouver. I'm sorry, that's Tuesday the 9th. Uh, Thursday the 11th at, oh, at St. Louis. 
January 13th at Washington, which is the first of a home and home. And then the following day in New York against Washington. So this could be, I think the Vancouver matchup might be a little bit. Uh, that's going to be a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. And I think, you know, From Washington we're sitting right now, that's going to be a bloodbath. And, you know, the Washington home and home that might, that might not end as well as we want it to, but um, it should be an exciting week. Nonetheless. You think Washington's got our number this year or what? What's going on here? Like, I, I can't explain, you know. I just think that they're sneaky. They, they, it's, they're like, they're not good, but they're sneaky good enough. So, like, mm. you know, if the Rangers are sleeping, like they've shown they can be, um, you know, they can they can make easy work of us. Um, Dude, Vancouver is, is like the one in almost the one in the West. They're they're you know in the Pacific. They're they're one, but uh, I I thought they were yeah, frauds they're, they're coming right up. I thought they were frauds early on, but they 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 Yo, stuck no true. Way. No way. <clears throat> I mean, this that, Canuck shit is fucking for real. I mean. But like you, it came come, came out of nowhere, and the first ten games. Okay, you get hot the first ten games, first fifteen games. Now it's like half quarter, almost like halfway through the season. You're like, holy shit, this team is legitimately fucking good. It's scary. Yeah, no, this team is the real deal. I, I going into the next four. I mean, you look at the lineups. Uh, we probably split uh, Vancouver and St. Louis, uh, and then you probably split the two Caps games. I mean, coming off of Montreal, um, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to go backwards. Yeah. Just from last night's game. Um, yeah, I don't think they have the pace co- coming down, you know, those those three periods uh, to really keep up with, with Vancouver at this point. I mean, they're quick. They're strong in all facets. And, you know, Montreal, they kind of got gassed a little bit last night. I don't know. If, I don't know who watched the game last night, but they were gassed at the end of it for sure. I watched the game last night. Uh, There's a couple of things I thought about that game. Yeah, we might as well jump into it. Yeah. First of all, you know, I get why people I get why people are frustrated about the Montreal game. I'm admittedly frustrated about the Montreal game, and I'll say this: I don't think it's caught. Like, I don't think we're we're ready to hit the panic button yet. Looking at this week, I didn't think we were going to be one one and one. At like when we were recording this podcast, like that's a little bit alarming, but here's the deal. Like, here's what I'll say. I feel like we always get stuck playing a team right after they just got their fucking shit pushed in six to one or seven to one. And now they're coming home in front of a home crowd. We're always that team who has to play the team after they just got their asses kicked. That's one thing. And that happened to Montreal. They got their asses kicked by uh, Buffalo right before we played them Two, we historically suck in the bell center mm-hmm. historically. Yeah. Oh, I that stat like, that came out was nuts. Yeah. I think we're like 72 and 143 in the bell center. So, you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, we, we it was a slow start. We showed some life. We stole a point, And in the end, we got goalied by, by, by Monty. What are you going to do? Um, I, I see. I only caught the last uh, ten minutes of third period through through the shootout uh, yesterday, so um, I don't. I didn't know what what else happened like in the game. Really, I just watched some quick highlights. But um, I do. I do like how all of the pressure that the Canadians were putting on the Rangers in that last ten minutes of that period and the overtime, the Rangers did not break. They they kept holding steadfast. Quick made some beautiful saves 
but I don't think I don't think it was uh, large in part by him. I think it was the defense and people, you know, back checking and keeping keeping the guys to the outside. Yeah, they had a lot of pressure, but there was nothing either getting through or uh, through cleanly. And um, yeah, I, I I think you know Zabenajad on that the last six seconds breaking down in, in you know in the other end smartly laying up on the shot to you know like he tried to open him up saw it wasn't there threw a light shot uh low on his pads kicked out to truba and truba had you know had a you know a secondary chance mm-hmm. so uh, i think that was that was kind of smart hockey yeah it didn't pan out in the end monty stood yeah. on his head quick is 0-3 in his last three games started i think now Nice no, 2-1, so, yeah. Well, 0-2-1, oh, oh, yeah. 0-2-1, oh, well, 0-3. Oh, a loss is a loss, you know, uh, in my book. We're going to lose a point. We gotta, listen, yeah. don't fucking, don't knock the loser point. The Islanders yeah, are but... going to go to the playoffs on loser <laughs> points alone. My, my stance my stance has been, you know, I, I've been screaming it. I don't know what you guys probably, you know, of only people hearing me, but when are they going to get rid of this fucking shootout? And bring back ties. Just make it a fucking tie. It's never going back to ties. I'm sorry. I you wish know, it you would. Know, that, 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 that's a loaded. That's a really loaded question. Um, yeah, I, before you get into that, episode. yeah, that's that's an entire. Before <laughs> I, because you you said you didn't watch most of the game. What I would say is, um, I think Brendan is right that historically we've always been bad when you know for some reason teams always get the, the shit blown out of them and then they come and face us and that you know they're upset they want one. And then we, we get to face that. The difference here that I, the reason I think this is a really important game is that if you're down three, nothing and you have Gallant on your bench, I mean, you're down three, nothing. And you know, it's even more of a fight to get back to even scrape out a point. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like my dad's take, you know, weekly, like I text my dad once a week, something like that. He always has his one Rangers take for the week. And he said, you know, to climb out, climb back, come out and get a point that that in itself is a W. And I don't think, that uh, the Rangers really in years past would have done that. I don't know if no. it's credit to Laviolette. Um, and I don't, I'm not a huge Laviolette guy, uh, but you know, I, I, I didn't see typical Rangers hockey is what I'm trying to say. No, I agree with you, Joe. I do. You know, honestly, you know, what's funny. It's funny that you bring that up because I think watching that game last night, particularly in the third period, it's the first time this year where I've had uh, a like a, a what do you do in Laviolette moment where I was, well, I feel like the third period of last night's game was the first retread moment Laviolette has had as the Rangers coach this year. And that's because for some reason, and I don't know why he completely benched Othman in the third and was like double shifting Wheeler. Who's Wheeler's got fucking concrete feet at this point. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with this fucking guy. Why he's still in the lineup. This is the, this is the one bone I have to pick with Laviolette on the season is Blake Wheeler. But Brennan Othman came into this game on fire. I understand he got hemmed in early, but the whole team got Dave. I know you didn't watch it, but for the first 20 minutes, we spent the first 20 minutes on what looked like a five on three. We were hemmed in our zone for 20 solid minutes. But I mean that's And it feels like the bottom 6 is the only are the only ones who paid for that. Yeah. Coming and, out of the first period. And you know Yeah, Will, Will Cooley was definitely the only guy to show up um and uh, I I I just I I don't again, I think Laviolette has something going to play Othman that much in a second game. I I don't really know, maybe he looked to Wheeler for some kind of, you know, just experience-wise in a game you're 3 nothing down, you try to get something back. 
Um, speak, speaking of which, season high in shots, I think it was like something like 44, 45. 48. Um, and, they, you know, the most frustrating part of that game was that at the end, you, you get a power play. You're, you're going to seal it with a goal, and you just you, you throw everybody out there. And uh, you know it just falls apart. I mean that that was that was yeah. the only frustration. Yeah, and, I mean like to echo a lot of the points made. Like yeah, it was a great moral victory to come back and get that loser point. Um, but where when the Rangers have played not well, or when they've had losses, I should say, it's all from defensive issues. And you know, Brent, to your point, yeah, they were hemmed in the zone because they couldn't get it out. They couldn't break it out. Why? It's like that first pass is just like a lazy first pass. Like they they do have a tendency to get lazy on defense, and that every game you can go back to every loss, it's lazy defense, not bad defense, lazy defense, like half hearted passes, maybe some like coasting around losing your coverage, and it's just it's, I mean again again Montreal moral victory sure, but a lot it's a loss it's a preventable loss. You know, last night, that, like I said, last night is not – I think Carolina upsets me more than Montreal. Cause Absolutely. Look, anyone, who, any, anyone who's played on any team sport has been in a locker room and looked around at the guys on their team and said, we're not fucking losing this game. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens here today, we're not fucking losing this game. And you go out there and whatever it fucking takes, you win that game. No matter how bad your team sucks that season, you go out there and you win that game because you have to. You feel like you have to, right? And that's where Montreal was last last night. Mm-hmm. But the larger problem, I think, to your point, Carlo, is this like slow decline in our ability to play consistent defense, mm-hmm. right? So one second, Dave, because I'm going to read you some numbers. I've got numbers. <laughs> oh, shit. These oh, aren't shit. feelings. These Uh-oh. are numbers. This is Brendan Matt. Right? Let's do it. 15-3-1. I tweeted this last night. 15-3-1 with Kako in the lineup. 11-7-2 without Kako in the lineup. That is barely above 500. Right? Games where we have given up four goals or more with Kako in the lineup, five. Games where we have given up four goals or more without Kako in the lineup, nine. I don't know. So yep. we got to get him back. The jury is in. The jury is in. At, at this point, if you don't if you don't believe that Kako is an important member of this team and has value to this lineup, I don't know what to tell you. You don't understand this sport. So, so that sounds like to me though, like uh, instead of like the, the slow decline of the defense uh, of what it is, I think it's the the decline of offensive zone control. You know, well, which, it's, it's which defense creates a better it's, defense. Yeah. It's defense which, and it's possession. It, yeah, because it's, it, it's it's like football. It's like if you have a a offense that goes three and out, the defense is going to be haggard. Yeah, and well, you're it's not like the be fucking able, Jets. Be as it's like the fucking Jets, bro. It's like <laughs> Listen, the Jets. No, nobody wants to hear the about fucking, the Jets. The Jets the have Jets the best is, fucking defense in the world, but it doesn't matter because Zach Wilson is a fucking piece of shit. The Jets have been a dumpster <laughs> fire for forty something years. So, well, well here, here's my question. Anyway, bro. But here's my. I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Finish. No, no, I was, I was just gonna say, I don't, I don't think it's a decline in defense. Um, I think it is, I think there is some sort of a, a New Year's hangover, you know, not literally, but in the figurative sense. I think there is, you know, it's, it's okay. 
had a little bit of a break, you know, Christmas, all that, all that, all the holidays and shit like that. I think it's just going to take them another game or two to get their, get their skates back under them. And it's, it's, it's nothing to worry about. I think we were riding such a high, an unexpected high this entire season that nobody should be panicking. It's like, this happens. They're going to lose games. They still have, they've only lost uh, back-to-back games once this season. I understand that, but what Which I'm is... saying is, what I'm saying is, is when you go, when you go fifteen three and one in the first nineteen games, and then eleven seven and two in the next twenty, and are barely firing above five hundred in the next twenty, that's starting to look. That's starting to look like systemic. Well, well here, here's 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 my. Well, I, I I don't like think they've adjusted. They, they it seems like they haven't adjusted defensively once Kako went down. Uh, I think right. a lot of what you see um, now, especially, you see a lot of these chip these chips across the boards. Like Schneider loves doing that. Miller loves doing that. These chips and these these behind the net passes that like in your in your wildest dreams you wouldn't think of of making if you're on the ice. Now I don't I don't know if it's pressure. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's defensive structure issues that Labulette is just not addressing or, um, you know, if something's not being addressed behind the scenes. But I, it, it, the, the offensive possession comes from defensive yeah. possession. What Kako was good at was when they would chip it along the boards, he would be able to pick it up, bring it out, at least to the blue line, and then get us out of trouble. Yeah. Um, without that, um, you know, Othman obviously, someone like Othman should be picking up that play, but they're just not, you know, they don't. They don't have well, a go-to guy I right mean, now, especially with Joey. He doesn't score goals, Joey. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know. I, he's a okay. bust. Joe, th- those passes okay. that you're talking about, those little chippy you're, you're, passes. You're entitled to say that, Brendan. Th- th- those little chippy passes are every coach is going to ream a player out for making those like little chip BS passes. But right. he does it every game, Carlo. Should, should they, I see Schneider do that every game? Yeah, it's lazy defense. And now my question is. Do the Rangers have a bad defensive system or bad defensive players that were just being covered up by Capo Caco's possession? No, I just, I don't think so. I, I I don't think so either. I, I think they're all strong defensemen. I think that if you look at a team like the Leafs, you know you you discuss it with Leafs fans. These fans would die to to have any one of our defensemen on on the lineup. I mean, these guys are excellent. I I don't think there's many holes in the game if you. If you if they really slow the game down a little bit and think about what they're doing with their own possession, I but they just you, don't you know, lead it right. I, I want to agree, but I, I hear Brendan's numbers, and it just sounds like the, our defense well, is kind of dog shit. I, but again, I, Brendan, Brendan is giving a, a problem that that you you can't solve. I'm saying, I'm saying okay, so bring. bring I need Kyle, an, absolute, like, uh, <laughs> an absolute. An absolute. Are the Rangers shitty think, defensively? And is Kapokako a self? They are. They are declining defensively, but remember, defense is it's a it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. I agree with Joe. I think I think thirty one other teams would look at our blue line, at you know, as the toast of the league. Our worst defenseman is Braden Schneider. That's pretty fucking ridiculous. Our worst defenseman does very little to complain about. So, like, you know. I- I, I think you know a lot of what what everybody's saying, and we're we're sort of agreeing in certain areas. Um, but I think I think it's 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 a couple of things. I think it's the I don't think it's the, necessarily the decline in the defenseman. I think yes, not having the puck possession uh, beast like Kako is 
definitely hurts and exposes the defense more, makes them have to work more. But I also think, remember, we're we're how many games into the season? 38? 37. We're almost halfway there. Right. We're almost ha- we're almost halfway th- through this through the season, right? You have 31 other teams that have ha- now have a good product of what the Rangers have put on there, and now they can make adjustments. So mm-hmm. now the Rangers have to make their counter adjustments with not without having Kako in the lineup. In addition to you know, okay, what can we do different defensively now yeah. that teams are playing us differently? You know, and there's other things you have to consider. You know, you've got a guy like uh, you got a guy like Nick Benino who I like. I like Nick Benino mm-hmm. a lot. I think Nick Benino is at this stage of his career. I think he's a fantastic. Uh, 12th or 13th forward. Uh, what is he? I think as of this morning, he's 51.4% on the dot and he blocks a lot of shots. He is reliable on the penalty kill, but we're asking him to punch outside of his weight class. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For too long at this point, you know, uh, he's not a, he's not a middle six. He's not a middle six guy anymore. Uh, he, it, it's, they need to, we know Phil's not coming back. They need to address the three C. So do you and want to get into this? Now that we know Phil's not coming back, I think I want to talk about Carolina real quick. Yeah, before yeah. We, I think we could skip right over the Chicago game. Yeah, that was just uh, that was exactly Chicago what game, had to happen, and it happened. Yeah, Tom Blackwell getting his game back goal uh, that had to happen, and that's you know, it. I, the funniest thing. The, the two funniest things about the Chicago game: one was Tro, uh, Trocheck tossing Bedard like a rag doll. <laughs> Before before that fucking Panarin goal, and then two, uh, Colin Blackwell. Like, did you see him like Dan uh, Dan Carcillo the crowd? <laughs> yeah. After he scored his goal, <laughs> like like we hate him for leaving. Like, <laughs> no, shut I up, love buddy. We I, liked I you, guy. Yeah. It was I think like, it, was, it was the Garden Lights that got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still like you, buddy. We're cool. We're, I. <laughs> I thought we lost you in the expansion draft. Chill out. Yeah. We did lose you <laughs> yeah, in the expansion yeah. draft. Didn't we now lose we gotta... you Seattle in the, in the expansion draft? I think so. Let me look this up now. Here. So those, Blackwell. those are the two funniest. Those were the two highlights for me in the uh, Chicago game. Uh, uh, one second. Brendan, um, with Chicago, by the way, I don't know why we didn't put Quick in there and then have Igor go to Montreal. I, I don't understand that choice. Uh I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. I, well, you know, I think. I think they wanted to give. I think they wanted Shesterkin to have the bounce back game after yeah. the, the, the the Carolina yeah. game. But to that go maybe to it. go against Vancouver. Okay, but I mean he did play. Five, what he played five in a row before that. I I got it, yeah. but I don't know. You know, I, I if if it was for nothing other than to give Igor a a nice like just a, an easy win. Then yeah. I'm cool with it. It could have yeah. really backfired. A loss to Chicago that would have been, been really fucking bad. devastating <laughs> for Igor. But uh, but no, if it was for nothing but to give Igor a nice easy win, uh, just to pad his confidence a little bit, then I'm fine with that. Um, the Carolina game, that game, I feel like we lost that game 45 seconds in. Yeah, that first penalty, we lost, like that stupid bad. fuck, that stupid fucking penalty on Lafreniere. And then just, you know, we just didn't show up that night. Of all the nights to not show up, you picked that fucking night. And you know what? I'm not even mad at the team. It's the fucking, it's it's the 45 Carolina fans <laughs> posting fucking 9-11 memes on Twitter. 
throughout the game <laughs> and after the game. Did you see the 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 Hurricanes own um, their own account posted like uh, a submerged like hand of love like uh, the Statue of yeah, Liberty? Of the- of the I was city like, underwater. I was like, how is this an NHL franchise that like gets taken seriously? I, like that, I really had a question about. I, I don't understand because, how that because they're barely an NHL franchise, bro. They're barely an NHL. So, so they get to walk over the the nation that like that like allows them to like play game. I just didn't understand. That. What, what drives me nuts is that if any city or state is going to be underwater after a storm, it's fucking Carolina. Like they, right, right. they are basically they under. They're below sea level for most of that state, anyway. <laughs> they're called the like... Hurricane. <laughs> Why would you name your? You named your franchise after a natural disaster. Right, that's, <laughs> that's like calling. Like, yeah. That's like a new New York team. Like the PWHL New York team is called the New York Nine Elevens. Yeah, it's like, I'll give, you don't yeah. do I'll that. Them, you don't do that. I'll give them this. Like their their admin team is cold as fuck. Like. They've got they've got good admin. I'll get like their admin team is almost better than their hockey. Oh, team. it's it's one of the best on 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 Twitter. But like right. speaking their of which, team, wait, ours needs a, a serious makeover. Like all of a sudden the oh, All Star yeah. game comes out and the guy goes nuts, and like it just it just crickets the rest of the like it's just crickets the rest of the season. I think that's because our admin like I, I feel like this way about the entire original six. Their admin team is just like a bunch of fucking boomers. It's just a bunch of old dudes. No, it's right. a it's a it's like, a bunch of like it's like twenty something chicks, twenty something year old chicks who just don't have no freedom. They just have to do the corporate yeah, line. Maybe. Um, but you know, from from that Carolina game um, going to Montreal, <laughs> you come out after those two those two games, and then um, you know you have like you have Truba come out after the game, and he tells the fans that you know we're glad that everybody came out, and then, you know we're glad everybody got to see an exciting game. I mean, where where's the balls? Where's the, the little bit of New York pride? Like, I I think it also could be going back to the defensive uh, holes a little bit. We definitely have a mentality problem in the locker room. I mean, there's no bloodthirsty, you know. There's no there's no there's no energy. I mean, I like there's nobody who goes out there. Maybe Vinny, maybe Trocheck now, like a little Italian flair. Throw that in there, but there's nobody I, who's you know, like a cutthroat killer. I kind of agree. This team needs a killer. It it needs a killer, you know. Uh, Meek is a fucking sweetheart, you know. I want to take Meek home to meet my parents. Uh, Kreider's very business forward, you know. I think Kreider might legitimately be a psychopath, but he doesn't <laughs> like he doesn't speak to anybody. Yeah. Uh, no, the only dog is Will Cooley, and Will Cooley's basically going to be Chris's replacement. Uh, you know, yeah. come come a few years, so. You know, maybe it's going to be these fucking kids. Maybe it's going to be guys like Cooley and Othman who are going to step up, you know, and 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 be that personality because it's definitely lacking. I, I agree that it's definitely lacking. Maybe uh, we need uh we need a little Anisimov injection. Remember when he oh, fucking Jesus. Oh, for sure. The stick and you know shot it at the net oh, after he for fucking sure. scored a goal. Can you Remember imagine Panarin pulling that off. Oh, that'd be fucking. Do, do you beautiful. remember like the aftermath of like everyone lost their mind because he did that fucking stupid celly, and then it was it was road to it was road to the Winter Classic filming at the same time, and like he was getting chewed out in the locker room, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I did not know. I'm so sorry, I did not know." I was like, "Oh my god, what yeah. an embarrassing clip! Well, what I did wrong? Yeah, what what did I, yeah wrong? exactly. Me? He was in the belly like me for what? <laughs> I thought that was fucking great. As he's skating out, he says, "I'm like you ruined my whole fucking day." <laughs> 
man. So I mean, Isimov, he's, I mean, fun. I think I, that's... I can't believe he's fucking back. I was like, I found out at like, I, I woke up at like fucking five thirty in the morning to go to the bathroom the other day, and I'm like fucking like, ba- my eyes are barely open, and I'm looking at Twitter. And I'm like, I just see fucking Artem Anisimov signs with, with New York Rangers. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? I, I, I'm i like, really? Well, he's got the PTO with Hartford. So he's not. Yeah. Hartford owns the contract, but. Bring him up. Bring him At this point, just bring him up. He's, he's Send Wheeler down. Bring Anisimov up. Let's get Wheeler up. Let's get him up on a big team. What's the worst that could happen at this point? <laughs> Throw him out there against Washington. Where would he go? What was the draw preseason to get Wheeler? That was that's my question. I don't I, even, well, I, I like the I think, I think it's like a leadership. I think it's familiarity with a new captain yeah. Truba. Um, you know, I, Joe, he had fifty five points last year. All right, all right. What what and happened? He got he got bought out. He got bought out, and he he him and Truba are friends, and he said, "I'll take veterans minimum to come play here." and when a guy has 55 points and says, I'll come play there for $825,000, it's hard to say no to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a low-risk, higher reward. Um, you know what it is? Yes. I mean, I, we've seen this before. Sometimes, you know, guys, you know, you'll see them steadily. You, you see some guys, like, steadily decline, and then other guys you see just absolutely hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with Wheeler. He just hit a fucking wall. I'm trying to pull up his stats. And like, he's, I feel now like... he's just fucking bleeding at the fu- just laying down next to this fucking wall, just bleeding out. Maybe give it's... him like a maintenance day or two, you know, like have him like, you know, sit out, be a healthy scratch a couple of games, get his, know. you know, get some so he has something. Cortisol. cortisol that that fight that he got in, he looked like he needed a wheelchair after he got after he got rocked bro, against Chicago. Bro, he looks like he needs the fucking. You ever you ever watch fucking? You ever go on YouTube and watch those fucking chiropractor videos? <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh, so sad. They, like, they fucking ra- they wrap the towel around their neck and they, they what is it called the ring dinger? <laughs> the they ring dinger. Neck. It's like a fucking noose. Uh, well, that's what that's what this fucking guy looks like. He needs. I mean, Wheeler is on Put pace. This fucking guy in traction. Wheeler's on pace for like a thirty-five point season. So it's like. If he had fifty last Pretty season, it's actually really fucking awesome. Yeah, eight hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's just the slowest thirty-five points yeah. we're ever gonna fucking see <laughs> in our lives. But listen, this week fucking pissed me off. I have one last thing I want to talk about about this week, and then we can move on. Okay, like, or we can move on to whatever you guys want to talk about. The one thing I want to talk about it didn't even happen in a Rangers game, but I saw it. And then I saw the fucking aftermath on it, and I knew you guys were going to have an opinion on it, so I wanted to talk about it. So, Sandra and I, Joe, uh, you probably don't know this, but my wife, Sandra, is a diehard Devils fan. Oh, so you're like that couple in the MSG ads, basically. Yes, pretty much. We're like the couple in the Fanatics ads. Dude. Like- um, we have two kids, one wears a Ranger jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we're, we're oh, stand back man. to back and we're like, That's really funny. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you root for each other's happiness now instead of your own teams, or is that no? no. <laughs> okay, oh no, it's 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 it's, it's brutal, marriage. it's brutal. <laughs> so, what uh, so well, what we do, what what does end up happening now is. I end up watching a lot more devil's hockey than I ever would have before we started dating mm. and vice versa. She, she watches a lot more Rangers hockey than she ever would have before we started dating. 
So that being said, I was watching Devils Blackhawks the night after we played the Blackhawks. And I got to watch and rewatch and re-rewatch the Brendan Smith hit on Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. And then I went on the wasteland <laughs> that is fucking Twitter. <laughs> and I I'm not even talking like I didn't even see surprisingly the like the majority of Blackhawks fans were fine. Like they were like, oh, this sucks. But the guy, I mean, the guy's got a, he's got a broken jaw. It's like, it's not even season ending. He could be playing right now. Like if they were in the hunt, he'd be playing right now. Yeah. You know, he would just have a guard on. Um, but like Blackhawks fans are hot. They're actual hockey fans, you know? So none of, they all understand that this hit was perfectly clean. It was a perfectly routine hockey play. And sometimes guys get hurt playing hockey mm-hmm. because hockey's a contact sport. But there's another side of <laughs> Twitter fandom. Joe, you're, you've, I know you've seen this too because you're on Twitter just as much as I am. There is a, there is a side of Twitter hockey that just, I don't know if they're just new to the sport, but they fundamentally do not understand what the fuck they're looking at. <laughs> Everything is dirty. Everything is unsafe. Everything this everything is brutal. You know, Truba's a menace. This guy's a menace. This guy, somebody tweeted, somebody tweeted, clean or dirty aside, this play was unsafe. <laughs> Brendan Smith is unsafe on the ice. Yeah, well, hockey. Uh- yeah. It's unsafe. Hockey's not a safe sport. Yeah, Brenda, it's it's a microcosm of living in uh, 2024, um, where you know we're trying to make sports um, a little bit more user friendly. Um, you know, you have flag football going on. Um, you know, in the in in, in the Pro Bowl, um, things like that. People don't like contact. And people don't like seeing their favorite players out. Um, you know, from the time that you know, I'm not. I'm not that old. I'm a little bit, I'm not going to say, cause I'm on the witness protection program, but I'm a little bit over two decades young. And, you know, even from the time I was growing up, my dad would tell me you, you get hit, you get right, right back up. There's nothing mm-hmm. else to say. It clean, dirty, doesn't matter. Like you get up, you go off as you're bleeding. That's what it is. People don't want to see that because people are soft. Um, and there's a, there's a, there's definitely a, there's a magic and there's a, and there's a strategy to hitting in the NHL and people are just a little bit soft. Brennan, we call them casuals, by the way. You just call them casuals. Yeah. It gets them fired up. You, you put out on Twitter, uh, you know, Ranger casuals, you know, Chicago Devils for sure. Devils have a soft spot for it. They, you call them casuals and you move on. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing this, that can change it. They probably take it up actually, eventually. This person was actually not a Rangers fan or a Devils fan or even a Blackhawks fan. Uh <laughs> So I, this person was a fan of another. This person is actually a fan of three different hockey teams. Oh, that that's a whole other discussion. That's fictional. That's that's well, far. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, look, that I have no problem. problem. I have no, I have no problem. I, look, here's the thing. I was gonna say one more thing, Carlo, and then I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, you good. Like I'm never gonna be the guy who says <laughs> I'm never gonna be the guy who says don't don't, don't you know don't have a, an effort to make hockey safe. Like I'm fine with hockey, like an effort to make hockey safer. I, you know, I'm, I don't argue against neck guards. I don't argue against better helmets, better equipment. 
you know, I don't like take the dirty shit out of hockey. I'm all for it. Right. But you're never going to take hitting out of hockey. It's always going to be a contact sport. These kids aren't learning how to hit. Yeah. And that's the problem. Or, or yeah, get that, learning how to that, take hit. That's what's going to be the death of the hit come 10, 20 years from now. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot less of it. And, you know, the, the, the stripes are getting on it. The, the NHL referee game uh, has not been on their game this season when it comes to hits. Uh, you've seen a couple that were iffy that go either way. And, you know, sometimes they get called for boarding and sometimes they don't. They don't know what the hell they're doing anymore. Um, and I think it just needs to be said that, you know, this is you, – you come here to play and part of playing is getting hit and that's it. Yeah. I, I, I don't – I don't know. When it comes to, like, football and you say kids are playing and – you know, they're, you know, in football, you're, you're going helmet to helmet constantly, obviously. Um, and, you know, for kids growing up with football, I don't think that's so much of a, that's so much of a problem. But for the NHL, like Dave said, you see kids coming in and they get rocked from, you know, a normal, a normal hit that 20 years ago, right. uh, you would have been called somewhere that starts with a P and ends in OC if you didn't take it properly. Like, that's you know, what, the thing is, yeah. it's not even so, like, I mean, obviously a clean hit sucks to see a young kid get his jaw broken sure it's not even that kids are not learning how to take hits they're not learning how to give hits even the hits that like all these dirty hits are happening now it's because people don't know how to give hits the problem and this is i forget where i saw the take but it's not my take but it's a perfectly great point it's it's that he Connor bedard thinks he can cut across the middle of the zone like are you out of your fucking mind what idiot is with his cut, head down with his head down? Like that is where you get lit up. And Brennan Smith, yeah. not even an aggressive hit. Yeah, no. I'm crossing over. I'm putting my shoulder down, and you're gonna get rocked. And it's like how? how but this is the game. This is the hockey that is being it's Brendan played. Brendan Smith, for Christ's sake! I know it's not. It's not <laughs> like he's a. He's, he's not Scott Stevens. That's for sure. Right. Scott Stevens would have taken like, his head off. Um, right, yeah. but it's like these kids, like they grow up, they become superstars because they've never gotten hit because nobody hits, and they you could just dipsy doodle around across the middle and take over the entire center of the ice, and of course anybody I could fucking score on these uh, fucking junior teams yeah. at this point because no you one know, hits. It well, just, it, t- go ahead, Dave. Sorry, I was just gonna piggyback on his point, and and I don't think it's just like. Uh, you know, systemic within like the, uh, the the NHL, the hockey community. I think it's a it's a it, and this is me, forty year old man talking. You know, <laughs> it is a generational thing. You know, there mm-hmm. is a lack of self preservation. There is this 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 unfettered trust. Well, there's no danger. In other people that they right that because everything was made safe. Everything was kid gloves forever for them. So like, there is no situational awareness because they think oh, okay. Everybody's going to follow the rules because these are the rules. A pedestrian doesn't do, doesn't have to pay attention uh, to the to the traffic signs because they have the right of way, even if they're crossing against the red. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's this this. I don't I don't know what it is. They just expect other people to follow the rules to to always listen, and they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And then when consequences happen, they you know they're left holding the bag. Yeah. You know, it, I just it, think. I, it, I, I, I listen. I used to work in, in 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 the school system, and one of the big reasons I left is because they literally took the word consequences out of the school system. 
So you do something wrong, there are zero consequences. You plagiarize, you do it five, ten times, doesn't matter. You're not getting even suspended. You're not even getting extra homework. You're not even getting extra assignments to do. Bro, I would have thrived. I would have thrived. <laughs> Dude, you have turn to my whole fucking life around. Fail. You have to yeah. actively try to fail to fail in school nowadays. You know, Brendan, Brendan, by the way, speaking of um, the devils and, and injuries, um, you know, the report came out today that uh, they're really not looking good. I mean, Siegenthaler out, Hughes out, uh, Meyer. I don't know what the hell happened with Meyer. I saw something oh. crazy on Twitter, something with his something with his junk. I, I don't even know what that's about. Injured <laughs> reserve. I'm, I'm, I'm hiding all my wife's shoelaces right now. But oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad around here, Joe. It's the belt is oh, the look, go-to. So I, look, I, I saw these. I saw all these tweets after that hit. And it just, it made me so just, I got like, I got like visceral angry. It's just because, look, obviously nobody wants to see a kid, especially a kid that talented get hurt. Nobody wants to see it. But the bottom line is, and something that people, that people used to understand, something that I was made to understand when I. What the fuck? (laughs) Don't worry about that. Joe, Joe's like, don't worry about that. Somebody Joe's might have just like walked just in. watching YouTube videos while he's on his podcast. <laughs> watching guy's... Sorry, Steve Harvey. Sorry, my my mom sent me a text that said, please read. I thought it was an emergency. I apologize. And <laughs> ended up being an Instagram was, link to some bull. That was, a, that was the Steve Harvey comedy special, Every Man Must Own a Black Suit. <laughs> 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 yeah, anyway. Sorry, we're going to shut that off. Sorry about that. He's not wrong. I started playing. I started playing hockey when I was seven or eight years old. I started playing football when I was like twelve or thirteen years old. In both sports, one of the first things I learned was it is my responsibility to protect myself, mm-hmm. and that is it is not Brendan Smith's responsibility to protect Connor Bedard. Right. It is Connor Bedard's responsibility to keep his head up, looking up ice, and protect himself. So when I see people ready to ready to fucking burn Brendan Smith at the stake, who is Brendan Smith does not have a history of, of being a dirty player. One of the all. nicest guys Brendan in Smith the NHL. Have, he's one of the nicest guys in the league. He doesn't have a history of being anything. He is so benign. He is one of the most benign people in the league. He is literally without personality. You know, Brendan, the same thing happened when uh, with that a uh, little bit earlier in the season, the Truba hit on Nosek um, when he had his head down, yeah. driving to the left. You have your head down. You you're 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 gonna get planted on the ice. The next thing you're gonna see is ice. I mean, that's it. That's it. And you know what? If you have your head down, a piece of your face is gonna get clipped. Right. Every that's time. That's gonna yeah. happen every right. single time. If you've got your, you don't want to get hit in the nose or in the chin. Get your head up, and you'll get hit in the chest. Yeah, or you'll get out of the way, <laughs> and it won't happen at all. You know, but people, you know, I God, I can't believe I'm going to quote fucking Tom Brady. Uh, Let's do it. Tom Brady said in an, Tom Brady said in an interview not too long ago. I love my that dad. He thinks that the NFL is on the decline because. It has become defense's responsibilities to protect offense. Brendan, yeah. you got to repeat that. Did you I, cut, you did cut out I a cut little out bit. On you guys for a second? You you cut out, yeah, but it'll be in the record, so the audience listening to this is going to hear you say it twice, but we need to hear it again. All right. 
All right, so if you guys need to hear it again, I said, I can't believe I'm about to fucking quote Tom Brady. You got that, yeah, yeah. But Tom Brady said in an interview very recent, like pretty recently somewhat, that uh, he, he thinks the NFL is on the decline because it's now become incumbent on defenses to have to protect offensive players and not right. the other way around. When 20 years ago, it was his job to protect his receivers and tight ends and running right. backs from foolish, you know, that he didn't throw the ball over the middle because he didn't want to get his receivers lit up. Mm-hmm. Now he could, now quarterbacks could throw the ball, whatever they want. And if the receiver gets lit up, it's 15 yards. Yeah. You know, roughing, you know, so, you know, it's, it's a pass interference or unnecessary mm-hmm. rough. Well put or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, but that's, but that's across the board and it's like, it's the softening of professional sports. It's, it is what it is. I, I, we, that, it's, that's it's, a whole it's, other it's episode societal. of this show. That's a whole other episode. T- yeah. it, make anyway, people's personal responsibility personal responsibility again. There we go. Get put that on a hat. It's <laughs> all right. All right. Let's. Brandon, let's... Sa- Sandra might be messing with your router or something because we're talking about the devils a little too much. I think that might. be <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I want to. We have. Let me do an awesome transition here. We have a 3C <laughs> problem, right? We know this. We touched on it a little bit earlier. Heedles, we could just scratch, you know, like write him off for the season. Um, internally, we really we really don't have someone that could fill that role. Benino needs to go back on the fourth line. Um, so trading is really the only option here for a 3C. Um. Just a little bit about Heedle. Um He is still, he is skating. That's great. But he's missed 23 games. Um, and if he's on LTIR, which he is, 3.8 million in cap space frees up. Now, okay. we need, we're going we're gonna to play fantasy GM here. Who do you make a trade for? Who do you target to be your new 3C for the Rangers the rest of the season? I don't know if anyone's done homework on this. Uh, I, can put some, I can just pick someone on the spot. Brendan is frozen for me, so I'm not going to pick him yet. <laughs> um, Am I frozen? I'll, I have three options. Yo, oh, I, he- I hear you. Do you have someone, Brendan? I'm just going to turn. I, I've, I think I've got something going on with my camera, so I'm just going to turn it off. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I think my first target, Kevin Hayes. Ooh. He's, he's, I mean, bring him to Hayes back. Bring him back. He's 7.1 uh, million, but half of it is retained by Philly. So he is at three and a half to, to bring him in. He's 31. He signed through 25 26. He does have a 12-team no-trade list, and I cannot imagine the Rangers are on that list. I think Kevin Hayes... I think he, I think he would love to come uh, back, uh, to like, be honest. As 3C, I mean, he could play 2C if, he, if we need him to. He could, he could go up and down the lineup. Uh, I, th- I think that's, that's right, but the e- fact- easy one. Okay, but, but before right. that, before we get into that, what are the other two? Oh, the other two? Okay, this is... Yeah. So I'll do my realistic one first. Uh, Michael Granlin from the San Jose Sharks. It's 5 million. So we're going to have to offload a little bit of salary as well before we bring him in. He signed for the next two to through next season. 
Um, I think he's a completely serviceable 3C. Um, he probably can play up a line if he has to, but we don't need him to. Um, the contract is not great. We do, we're do. we going to have to like offload someone else. Uh, but I think he's very – that's a good target. And it's not someone who's going to like be a big splashy move. It's just a solid player. Um, well, it, de- depending on who, what kind of asset they would trade for him, we can get the you know the other team to to hold, you know hold money. Yeah, I mean, if we can get to San Jose, I mean, my number three. Um, well, I'll, let me let me answer Dave's question first. <laughs> San Jose, they might not be able to retain because they're not they're not like they don't have that much room on the cap. Hmm. Um, but we don't we don't know what, where they're gonna what their plan is for next season, um, so right. maybe they'll hold on to it. All right, my number three, hear me out, Steven Stamkos. Okay, yeah, he's a eight, lot of people were saying this. Yeah, I, I it's he's eight point five. He's in the last year of his contract, so it's a rental for this season. Um, he's not happy with Tampa because they haven't negotiated with him yet. If you can get Stamkos half retained, so that's four point two five. Right, you, really, you kind of have to find like a half a million dollars in, in cap space, but I think we could do that. Uh, and and you have Stamkos, and you t- bring him in. Maybe you don't put him on. You know, you put him on two C. Put Trocheck down the three C, and then you have Benito back on, on four. No, I. It, it's between moving Trocek to the third. I, I don't think that's a move. And also, I don't like For the, Steven the Stamkos? Age. Like, hockey players are not aged wine. I, I don't think people realize this. Like, Blake, just judging from Blake Wheeler, like, going after Stamkos, I don't like it. I think Hazy or Granlin is a little bit better. A lot of people are talking about um, Elias well, okay. Lindholm. Stamkos um, Which Stamkos might not be realistic. Third. Well, okay, everyone wants Lindholm. That's right. gonna, that's that's going to be a free fucking. That's going to cost. Right, right. Stamkos is thirty three and Blake Wheeler's thirty seven. That is a lot. As someone who's crossed both those thresholds, those are two very <laughs> different ages. Um, thirty three is not. I mean, he has at least two more years as being Stephen Stamkos. He's got a little gas left in the tank. I hear you. So again, I, I'm not. I'm not going to. I Kevin Hayes is my favorite here. Sam Coast is my wild off the board pick, but I think it, it could work if we can find the calorie, the salary. I I, I I'm I'm intent uh, I, I'm inclined to agree with you for sure. I think Kevin Hayes is probably the best get for the money and what he's got another season after this signed or he's he's done after this season. Kevin Hayes is signed through 2026. So he's got okay. Like so we got two more, we would two have more this year and next year. This year, oh, wait, no, I next can't year, and yeah. the year after. Oh, that's great. And then he's probably not that. So and his cap hit three for, and a half year, million. The, that's that's beautiful. I mean, and considering like I'm, I'm glad Heedle is skating and stuff like that. But honestly, his future, he might not have a future. It's really sad, sad for me to say those words. So. I don't know. Can yeah. you guys hear so- me? I was how- yeah, Brendan, you're you're good. You're good. Am I back? Yeah, you're, you're back. Good. You're back, baby. Sorry, you're so could back. we do something like uh, like a Granlin and Duclair, something like that? I mean, San Jose is definitely selling. So I, I like. 
I, something what, like that. I, well, who do you send to San Jose? Right. That's that's the question. Like, if it's just Grandland, <sighs> it's like, and they can retain a little bit. You can make it work. If it's if we have to give up like Goodrow for Grandland, sure. Well, nobody's not- taking nobody's taking Goodrow. So really, what you're talking about, you're talking about assets. And I, I do yeah. think we have a couple first rounders, albeit they're going to end up being 31, 32. A first rounder for Grandland. Jose, a first rounder for Grandland and Duclair. I mean, you, you get. I mean, your problem solved. Duclair, yeah. I'm big on. I was big on Duclair before we started talking about. Uh, a center, I was big on Duclair. I, I still think they should go after him, regardless of uh, the the current center depth issues. I really, I'm really big on it. Yeah. So I think uh, I think if we want to if we want to get serious, if we want to talk serious, mm-hmm. if we want to be a serious contender come the spring, we need three pieces. We need a three C. We need a top one more top six winger, and we need Capacaco back. So I like the like I would love Elias Lindholm. I think if you put if you put Lindholm and Kako on a line together, that is like the most defensively sound line in the league. They control possession like that's a that's a crazy playoff line. But Carlos right. Everyone, every team in the league, every team in the playoffs is going to be gunning for Lindholm. The The price is going to be too high. I think Michael Granlin would be a great option. But again, he's going to be a premier target. Same as Lindholm. Remember, guys, we're not looking for a 1C or a 2C. We are looking for a 3C. You know, so let's not make... Let's not make the Trocheck mistake again, right? We spent $6 million on Trocheck to be a 3C because we thought Fiedel was going to be our 2C. Now we've slid, now we've, now we've had to slide Trocheck up into the 2C. Let's not go and overspend on a 3C Wait, again. But do, do you think, well, do you think Grandland I think, is a I two think or, one or 2C? I think Granlin is a two C. Uh, I don't think so. I think Granlin. Uh, I I think I if we're I don't think I so. think if we're gonna target if we're gonna target San Jose, which I like to, I think that's a good team to target. I think we've got a relationship with their front office with Greer being there, right? I agree with Joe. I think Duclair is a guy. They got a guy in Duclair over there. Bring him home. The kid's got gas in his legs. I love Anthony Duclair. I think you put together a package that brings Duclair and Luke Cunning to the Rangers, both with X amount of money retained, and you filled Luke Cunning as a perfectly fine 3C. Duclair is a top six winger. You get Kako back for the playoffs. Brodzinski becomes the third, the 13th forward. Othman at this point is going to have to stay with the team because he's not going to make it through waivers. Mm-hmm. And you and you see what and at that point you ride it out. That's it. This is our. This is the team. But Wheeler's got to go. Wheeler's got to go. Uh, I don't know what to, I, just fucking. He's got a no trade. Goodrow clause. Cook. He's got a, Wheeler's he got a no trade clause. Goodrow. I'm sorry. 
Does he have a no wave clause? We could wave. We could wave. We him. could wave him. He's he got he doesn't have a no move. He has a no trade. Um, you know we could wave him. And then yeah, Gaudreau is let's see. Gaudreau's got the modified, and I think we have enough assets to sweeten a deal. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think we have the assets to sweeten a deal and get him off the books. I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. I think they like Barkley Gaudreau. I think they want to keep him around. Look, I think we all know that Barkley Gaudreau is not an 82-game guy. He's a 16-game guy. He comes to play in the playoffs. Um, But... It's just it's hard to watch him in the regular season. Yeah, it's just it's it's tough watching this guy. It, he doesn't bring much on a night to night basis. And Goodrow's got a fifteen team no trade list, so he's not going anywhere. He's not leaving yeah, because it's like people like p- people like fucking Mickey Eight Rangers are convinced that like Patrick Kane, the Arizona Coyotes are on his fucking like places where this guy will get traded to list no he's like yeah you could trade me to toronto if you want right you could trade me (laughs) you could trade me to fucking boston if you want but he's not gonna go to the sharks he's not gonna go to the blackhawks actually he might go to the blackhawks but he's like he's not gonna go to winnipeg or ottawa or like it's not gonna happen you know so well yeah i mean it's i i like the coonan declare idea um yeah, that's 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 pretty good. Yeah, I'm just I think and Duclair if it keeps Patrick Kane off the fucking team. I think I think Duclair is going to be a hot target though. I think he's going to be a hotter target than Granlund, to be honest. Um, but you know, Duclair's also a head case, so yeah, that that's another thing to I keep in your mind. Uh, yeah, I, I like Duclair. I if we were to go for him, I don't think we should go for him and a center from the Sharks. To be honest, I think if we're going to get Duclair, we get Duclair, and that's it. You know, from the San Jose Sharks. And I think if we need a center, we go and get a center from St. Louis. We get Hayes from St. Louis. I, I think Hayes is the best move, dude. I, I honestly do. And he's a locker room because guy. Du- like he's going to be that personality that like shakes the stiff out a little he, bit. He's you know he's got a rapport with with, with Crides and everything like that. Duclair has ha, is is a former Ranger. He he can he can hack it in New York. I just think he didn't he didn't during the time uh, his tenure with the Rangers he didn't have enough of a um, no. He was a kid. He was a kid system. playing. Yeah, he was a kid playing yeah. for AV. Yeah, so right. That's yeah. so it, it was just like more more circumstances than anything. Um, but I I think yeah I think go get Duclair. Go get Hayes. Um, you're gonna you you might have to give up somebody on the roster that we don't want to give up though. We have to we have to be realistic with this. You have Hayes for three years. Uh Duclair is just a rental. So we can we can throw a prospect, we can throw a, a first rounder or whatever, maybe or a first rounder and a second rounder to get him. That's kind of expensive for just Duclair. Who, who are you giving but up for it Kevin might Hayes? pay dividends. Who are you giving up for Kevin Hayes? Well no, you right, could just pick up Hayes you can Lewis. pick up Hayes for you don't have to dump salary. Because it's all there. Yeah, so you we, just we give don't have a first round, we, straight up first round. Maybe some, maybe some other yeah. like other assets. You don't have to dump salary. No, no, he's he's, uh, he's in a three point by Philly. Yeah, half of his salary is retained by Philly. So you're paying three point five seven on Kevin Hayes for the next three seasons. Worth it. You know, in a three. Season you know, by the way, realistically, I just thought of two other guys. 
um, one realistic, maybe one not so. Um, unrealistic would be Yanni Gord. Um, I think really good, especially as a third line center. Um, you know, they, they value him in, in, in Seattle for a reason. Um, is he going to go for that much again? I, again, for, you know, whoever's listening, I'm not a great cap guy. So if I'm wrong on this, I'm wrong on this. I don't give a fuck. Um, but you know, Gord would be great. The realistic one would be Andrew Cop. That would be the realistic one. Uh, bring him yeah, back. For, I... Bring him back for a third tour of duty. <laughs> so, I, I live up, I live up here in the, uh, in the Northwest. And I follow the Kraken pretty closely, and I can tell you, Joe, they love. They love. I'm sure they do. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they do. Up here, Um, you know who's you know who's a guy, former Seattle Kraken, uh, who might who might be available come the deadline is Ryan Donato in Chicago. Uh, And if you could, uh, there was a. I did want to see them put a package together for maybe Felino and Donato, or Felino and Dickerson. Or Donato and Dickerson, that might work. You could probably you could probably get Chicago to to make some moves. I feel like Felino is going to be he's he's like the daddy of that team right now. So I don't think I don't think Felino's, Nicky Felino is my guy. He, I Nicky love Felino is my guy. I mean, I love Nick. I definitely Foligno. have a soft spot for and him. And he's got gas. He's got he's got gas in the tank still, he, Felino. He, oh yeah, he's got uh, he's he got just, a couple years. I don't know something about him. He just like he, he I feel like he brings that torts energy. You oh yeah, know, he, like, he's he's Dubinsky. He's a, he's a Dubinsky player. He's like that same mold, yeah. number seventeen. Yeah, but he's mm-hmm. but thirty six, Brenda. I can't you can't do the. Yeah, I dude. Know, if, I know. if if the Rangers are gonna go get anything, this is not the ninety four fucking Rangers where we're getting these fucking these old fucking you know old timey. Let's just you sign know, half of Vegas Hall of Famer motherfuckers. Right? Yeah. Let like let's let's not kind of repeat that. I mean. Listen, I, I've talked about my my many sadnesses of of them trading like a Monty and Gartner away and all that stuff, um, but this isn't how this team is built. Yeah. We yeah. saw we, we, we see with the with the signings of Benino and and Pitlick and and Wheeler and stuff like that, and 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 Goudreau's getting up there. Like, it you need to have a couple of them. We got to get rid of two of them. Yeah, we can't be adding more guys. You know, all right. Let me ask you over thirty four years let, old. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me if we th- let's say we throw, uh, let's say we throw a first, a first at at St. Louis for Kevin Hayes, straight up. Yeah. Right. Let's let's say that's the deal. A first at St. Louis for Kevin Hayes, and they take it. Right. There's our three C. Right? Do you think I'm talking? Would you do a, like a second round, a third rounder, maybe, may, let's say two second rounders, a third rounder, and like a prospect or two to take fucking Barkley Goodrow off our hands, provided they're on the list of teams, and give us at 50% retention. Pavel Buchnevich back. <laughs> wow, that's fantasy land. I mean, I yeah, think I, I would take that every day. Take that. Yeah, give but me I think, Pavel back. I mean, it's a lot of picks, I think, but I, I, I go first. I, would, second. I don't care. I, I don't go care. first and two seconds. But you're win now. You're win now. Why not? Yeah, I would go first. I think in it two would, seconds. It, 
I think if we were going to package Goudreau and, and stuff for that, I think we'd have to throw in like an Othman or Parole, somebody that's that that had no, which I'm a little bit more reluctant to, to do because I'm maybe I'm 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 too optimistic about not the, a, you know, not the, an Othman, maybe like a maybe like a maybe a Berard. But the thing is, in. Zach Jones, they know like they they know what they have in Bucinavich. Yeah, they know they can ask an, an absurd price. Well, and, and be warranted we, we, in that. We're also forgetting the fact that Zach Jones is number one trade piece we have. And yeah, mm. we'll give him Zach Jones. We'll Zach Jones, Jones, a first, a second. I would do that. For Zach Jones, Bro. Goodrow, a first and two seconds for Booch and Hayes. That's that's a pretty Done. good. I'll do that Bro, every day. I'm of the telling week. you right now, I said before we needed Call a your center. Boy Chris up. Hold on, let me get on the phone. I said before we I said before we needed a, a, a three C a top six winger and Capo Caco back, right? If that's Caco, Booch, and, and Hazy, we're going the distance, boys. Joey, write down the date and time I said it. <laughs> I'm going to mark this clip. Mark, mark it. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're, we're coming up a little bit on time, but I want to I share something with you guys that's not even hockey related. It's maybe a little bit. Last night, I played a new sport. I never heard of it before last night called whirly ball has anyone here heard of whirly Fuck. ball let's, let's see what this oh, is you sent us a fuck of i sent you a video yeah outside of the video i've never heard it's, of that. it looks awesome you though. you ride around in a bumper car and you have one of those like little handheld lacrosse things and you shoot a wiffle ball at a basketball backboard, basically. Oh yeah, I I did this when I was like fifteen or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bro, yeah, no, yeah. I'm no one told me about this. This is the best fucking activity I've ever. It's Bro, great. Yeah, I, Are you I a did. Fucking stud? Are you a whirly ball stud right yeah. now? Well, um, no. By the time I really got a hang of like controlling the car and everything all together. Yeah, Carly, you kind of get like you're like you're playing Twister at some point when your car is backwards and you gotta yep. you gotta chuck it behind you and like. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. Yeah. I but once I got my bearings, we were the hour was up. Um, but I really gained a deep appreciation for the defensive side of the game. We just like you just rubbing guys out, swatting balls. <laughs> you just like really getting in there. Um, pulled off a bounce pass. All three of those sounded pretty sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm con- I mean I'm constantly rubbing guys out, but in whirly ball. <laughs> In whirly ball, it was, it was. You figure, you know, you gotta, you gotta protect the hole. Um, hey. So, whirly ball. I just wanted to say, it, it, listeners, have you played whirly ball? Are you in the Cleveland metropolitan area? Would you like to join a team? We're gonna get. A, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna gonna start. I'm joining this league. It's five minutes away from my house. Welcome to our new segment on the show. Uh, Carlo recruits a team for whirly ball. And dude, it's like I'm way in, I'm in, and you can play you can play at any age. It's like better than pickleball. I'll is, say that. Is that the name of the episode? Right, Carlo plays whirly ball. No, because then no <laughs> one no one will download it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I just wanted to share that with you guys. You I'm, gotta start I'm, a week? I'm like all world up. I I'm 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 in it. All right. Is it now? Is it is it just moves the the stick to control the the bumper car just back and forth? No, it's so it's like a. <laughs> I'm doing this on camera. It's not helping the car. Yes. It's like a joystick that you spin, so you steer it 
like like if you you hold the bottom of a steering wheel so like you 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 turn left and it goes right you know like but if you go just like something that blake wheeler would be better at than playing hockey yes oh and these carts move faster than he does if you go 360 you then go in reverse and Uh. you can maneuver it that way and then another 360 to go back forward it's a fun game i had a blast well well blake we, we, <laughs> the future's the, the bright for you, Blake. You just, you cut, Carlos' team will retain half of your salary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, move to Cleveland. Uh, come out, play whirly ball with us. I mean, he doesn't have to move his legs, so he's already ahead of the game. Bro. And he's a, he, he's a tall drink of water. Why is guy. he is crooked? He? All the time. Oh yeah, yeah dude. He's I, he's hunched over. Right? He's fucking crooked. <laughs> he's like the fucking. He's he looks like the fucking Sasquatch silhouette. <laughs> he's like Manute Bolt. He oh, oh he's six five. Holy shit, dude, he, he's six. He's five. a hunchback in Notre Dame. Right? That's what he is. He's a big. <laughs> uh, he's a big dude. He really is a big dude. He is. I love that he's. I love that him and Truba are like giggly best friends. I think that's adorable. <laughs> but do that. Do like like do that somewhere else, bro. I don't care. Wait, can we do a meme with a, a my giant meme as Blake Wheeler is uh, the hockey's version of George Murasan? Get on. I that, think that was Charles, our tech guy. <laughs> yeah. Carl, if you make it, I'm sure Brendan will post it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'll tweet it. Blake and Wheeler. Hey, gloves. Just gloves. Were you born before or after the movie My Giant? Uh, again, I plead the fifth on that one, Dave. <laughs> what, Joe? Listen, are... I got these guys from the Bing Club. Wait, over here hold on. I think I think you mentioned roughly how old you are. Were you alive? Yeah. For, My Giant for came the, out in ninety eight. Um, no, I was not alive for the cup. I was not. Oh I was my not. goodness! I was not. Jeez. That's I was not. I've never seen a cop. I, <laughs> no, I've never seen. You know what I constantly say, by the way, Brendan, is that I'm a Rangers diehard, and like it's again, it's the only sport that I'll be a diehard in. Once I see that, like, I'll give you an, I, just to take it back for a second. I see, Yankees win in 09, uh, Giants won whenever they won. All that stuff goes out the window. The only guys I got to see win are the Rangers, and then sports are just a thing of the past. Like it's just. <laughs> You just let it go. Smart. It's yeah. like I saw what I got to see. That's it. Like the last time I watched the Yankees game, I, I couldn't tell you. We got we got fucked. The, you see, we were ten years old when the Rangers won the cup. So it's like that's, that's a perfect just age. Old enough. It's a perfect age. That was just it was well. Dave was eleven, but we were just old enough to get completely <laughs> fucking draw, like just sucked in and hooked, and we've just been. We've just been dangled for 30 fucking years. We've just been dangling. We've been side. chasing the dragon. Right. So I, I, like, I'll go to my dad, right? I, I'll go to my dad, obviously, who saw it. Um, he didn't see the one before that, but he did see that one. Um, and he, uh, like, I'll go to him and I'll be like, God damn, like, I, they can't win. Like, I, I, you know, obviously just choked up all these years. And he'll be like, yeah, you know, is it, you know, next year, you know, whatever. And I'm like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? And what I realize is that once you see it once, you you saw all you had to see. That's really it. It's yeah, just, I mean, you know, I don't. Think I started smoking around the time. <laughs> I'm just how, I have a terrible how old, addictive how old personality. How old is your How old is your dad, Joe? My dad is uh, now he's fifty seven. Fifty seven. 
All right. So he was 27 when they won. So yeah, he was old enough. He was old enough to truly appreciate it. I think. If oh, he was, you know, he was scalping back then. You know, what's funny is that they keep, they keep the mentality of like the old days, these old Ranger fans. Like I remember going a couple of years ago yeah. to a game. I'm like, like, we don't get tickets. We don't have tickets. Like we're walking to the garden. We don't have tickets. <laughs> My dad's like, don't worry. I'll scalp. No problem. I, oh, I've done this for, I've done yep. this for 20 years. Goes up to the first dude outside the garden, you know, with the, you know, with the, you know, quick. They want to do it quick. We get in the garden, red, 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 red. It's guys spent like eighteen hundred dollars on four tickets. Thought he was gonna get, and and he got got. Like it's just those days are way behind us, you know. It's just not how it is. No, you know he got got. You know I'm sad to say, but he got got. Now stump hub of the scalpers. Yeah, Yeah, you know it happens to the best of us. Damn. That fucking sucks. That's, that's a sad train. That that's a sad train. All the Ranger casuals out there don't scalp tickets outside the garden. That's what you got to know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, go- the, the Rangers, the night they won the cup, they cured Carlo of the chicken pox. That's true. Carlo really? went to bed that night. Yeah. With, I saw- Carlo went to bed that night with the chicken pox and woke up uh, chicken pox free. That's wow. 100% so- true. Wow. It was like, you know, like in a cartoon, I was painted with dots. And then I woke up the next morning, I had no dots on me. And I wasn't itchy or sick. So, Carlo, what you got to do this year is, in the playoff runs, you got to get shingles real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. The Rangers will cure it. Yeah. I don't wish shingles on anybody. Dude, I swear to God, I'll, I'll absolutely take a lifetime of no shingles for no Ranger cops. I don't give a fuck. I'm not that serious. Blake Blake Wheeler will finally reveal that he had shingles the whole season and come congratulate you on your... Blake Wheeler is the number one carrier of shingles. It's funny having been a fan of of the team this long and then thinking about like guys like your father, Joe, who are, you know, 17 years older than us. You know, and guys, you know, guys our dad's age who are, you know, 30 something years older than us who have been fans way longer than we have. Like, I think about all of the different, like, all of the different versions of this team I've watched almost win the cup or just be complete fucking embarrassments. Like, you know, think about like, the fucking the the Liberty Jersey days and then the black and blue shirts and then all the different renditions of this team we have lived and died with throughout the years. Uh it's really it's Yeah, I mean it's sad. It's, it's it, heartbreaking. It, it, yeah, it's, it's it, 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 it is a poverty <laughs> franchise. It is a poverty franchise. Um and uh the only other highlight my dad had growing up, you know, I'd be like you know like what what do you remember as a kid growing up? And he'd like put, turn on like the the Boston uh, the Bruins uh, brawl like in the stands, and he'd be like, "Oh, you know, like like I saw that," and I'm like, "Like that's your highlight? Like the like guys walking up into the stands? Like I I guess so. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think I don't I don't think future GM. I think I don't think we're a poverty franchise. <laughs> I think uh, to me, a poverty franchise, Joe, is a franchise that has no fans and makes no money. <laughs> And we're not that. Like the Carolina uh, Hurricanes. Like the Carolina Hurricanes. Or the or the Florida Panthers, who were two games or three games away from winning a Stanley Cup and can't and still can't sell out their barn on a Saturday night. You know? I hear you. Um, I hear you. 
Tampa. But I just think historically of, but of the original six, you're a poverty franchise. When you really take things in into consideration, you're a poverty franchise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Chicago, yeah. me, I don't know. If you look at the original yeah, six, Detroit, New York, and Chicago are, and Detroit are the bottom rung of that. Detroit had a really great stretch yeah. in the '90s. Chicago had a really great stretch in the 2000s. So Rangers are probably the worst. Uh, actually, no, Toronto is the worst of the original six. Yes, yeah, because all of their yeah. cups came from like seven game seasons with six teams, and every game was played in. Do Toronto you know? Anyway. Do you know that? Do you know that Toronto has never won more than two playoff series? Yeah, ever they they, they are never ever they've never even had to win the a third playoff won series. The... They've, even in the years where they've yeah. won the cup, and they've never had to win yeah, the, more the than back, two play. Right, two. Yeah. Right, right, back, right. back. So back then, so, what they, the playoff structure was: one game of hockey and then uh, a week of whirly ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go note. down to Coney Island. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that, we're gonna wrap it up. That, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Remember, visit our website, rangerthingspodcast.com, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, or send us an email, contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. A special thank you to our guest Joe Gloverton. Uh anything else you want to promote? Where can our listeners find you? What do you do? Um I don't do anything. Um I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Gloverton. Um so just to, just to um just to um, clarify, by the way, I was talking with Carlo right before we started. Um, the podcast is called Ranger Things, but you guys are not actually Stranger Stranger Things fans. That, that's what I came to understand. Uh, so I just want to clear I that. Am. You guys didn't watch? I kind of am. Kind of. No, I like it. I, uh, yeah, I, I follow. I follow yeah, them. I, okay. I said that I yeah. can't speak it's, for you two, but I've never watched the show. <laughs> okay, it's just yeah. Carlo. Because I'm doing Carlo, a really, Yeah, I'm really watching it. I'm rewatching it on Netflix right now, and like it's it's good. Carlo, you should watch it. If you never watch it, you uh, should you should uh, watch it. Carlos, uh. Carlos, very <laughs> against all things pop culture, Joe. Very against all things pop. culture. That's uh, not true. That's not true. I am not against anything pop it's culture. Very nostalgic. I am not against pop culture. I am particular in my tastes. That's what I'm. Gonna that say. that'll have to be a discussion on the on the next pod. Then that'll have to be a discussion. I'm watching The Americans. Great. That's a great show. Wow. What yeah, a show. It is. A lot of that shot on Staten Island. That is shot on Staten Island. Um, yeah, that's a good show. That's, what, that's my show I'm watching Joe, 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 thank you for coming on this week. It's been fun having a guest. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it, it's been really good. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank it, you, Dave. Thank you, Brendan. Joe, thank you, Carl. Joe, Joe where's, where's your favorite place to get uh, Italian food from where, where you're around? Oh, man. Um... You know, there, there's there's not a lot of places out in East in East Iowa. That's what I got to tell you. Uh, God. Smart, <laughs> not a lot of places. <laughs> we're gonna get we're All gonna right. get you to divulge personal information on this podcast one day. <laughs> <laughs> <It's gonna happen>. <laughs> <laughs> What's your address? Uh, for Dave, <laughs> for Dave Pacheco. <laughs> Tip your bartenders, Ranger fans. Brendan Lyons. Carolina, you're still my fucking fraud of the week, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Forgot about that segment. We, I just blew right by it. Uh, I'm Carlo Montagnino. See you all next week. Thank you.